0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Fleet Hooker. I am your host, Sean Murray, and um, I know it was like about a couple of hours ago that we did that we did an episode, but now we're turning around, we're doing another episode on top of that. Um, I think the most in one day I've done is like four episodes, and again, again, I'm trying to catch up on all the uh, all what's going on in the world of football as of as of right now. Um, what we'll talk about in this episode, we'll talk about um, the Chargers and uh, Brandon Staley and. Brandon's caught a lot of grief. A couple days ago, uh, he kind of got chippy chippy during a during an interview, and we'll discuss why. And we'll talk about the Chargers and what the Chargers doing for the rest of this season and moving forward into twenty twenty four. What to expect from from the, one of the more, most talented teams in this in this league. We'll talk about the the reigning defending Super Bowl champion, the Kansas State Chiefs. Last night, they suffered a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the best record in football. But the Chiefs actually had a chance last night to, to win. And we all know the reason why they lost. And we'll, we'll explore that. And we'll explore if that's something for the Chiefs to certainly worry about moving forward. Again, we'll talk about the uh, New York Giants. We'll talk about the Giants and um, the rough year they've had. And uh, can they turn around? Maybe not this season, obviously. But maybe can they turn around in we'll 2024. Talk, we'll, talk we'll talk about their season in more more in depth. Last but not least, we'll talk about a team that has definitely been the talk of the NFL this year. At least in my eyes, we're talking about, um, uh, are they the best team in the NFC? No, we're not talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. No, we're not talking about the San Francisco 49ers. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. Could they be the best team in the NFC? We'll talk about that, and I'll give you I'll give you my opinion, opinion on that here very shortly. For those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And I've always stated, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whomever you need to invite, please invite them all in. I remember one time I said it, and I'll say it again, we're all family and friends here, we talk nothing about football. I'm not a religious show, this is not a political show, this is all about football. One man's, one man's, I guess you can say one man's, love for the game of football. So, that's why I talk about football. And yes, there's, I'm sure there's like a million talk shows, a million podcasts talk about football. Everybody's got an opinion. That's why it's called the greatest country in the world because everybody's got an opinion Everybody wants to be that armchair quarterback. Everybody feels they've got the answer for their respective teams And I figured hey, why not? Why not? Let me put my hand in it and I've been doing it for two years. So certainly, I hope that's going to be the But again, like I said, I love doing this. Um, I want to say thank you for the people that do follow me on Facebook, The small businesses, entertainers musicians, you know, bands, you know, certainly I wish wish those the best of luck in their business, uh, you know, recordings, and hope they all, you know, I wish them all the best in the world, and I thank you for actually following my podcast. You know, for those worldwide, whether it's here at the Great Old USFA or even all the way down to Australia, for those who have listened to the podcast, thank you for doing so, and I want to continue to grow. I want, I want new viewers from wherever, wherever they are in the world. Um, hopefully, that maybe you know, if you're having a tough time of it, you listen to my podcast. Maybe it'll take your mind away, and it's something. And it's always a good thing to take your take your mind off of things. I mean, Lord knows, right? We all know that there's a lot of stress going on going on in the world. You always stress out about something, whether it's work, family, whatever the case might be. We always stress out about something that's going on. In our you know in our lives so again hopefully my podcast can give you at least an hour's worth of um, relief relief of your stress hopefully um, trying to think what else if you've got any football related questions hit me up on Facebook and Spotify the two spots you can reach me out on um, I'll answer any football related question that you got whether it be your favorite team maybe a fancy football question whatever the case might be please by all means I'll do the best I can to answer any question out there whatsoever. And I've said in the past, heck, I'll take a whole episode of doing nothing but answering your questions. Because you guys are important to me, plain and simple. Now that we are back after about a three month way off, and it's something that I really didn't plan on doing. But again, you know how work you know how we get work there's a big reason why I couldn't exactly really get the chance to do stuff. So. Like I said, by the time I get home at night you don't want to do... You, you, it's hard to do a podcast or get in the mood to do one or do an episode. But hopefully now, now I get off at 9 o'clock in the evening, hopefully maybe I have a chance to do to do more episodes for you guys and get you updated. As we're getting late in the season, people, like I said, football teams are going for the playoff push. You know, some are looking even looking forward to, unfortunately, 2024. But again, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. to do the best I can to keep to keep you updated on what's going on in the world of football. Uh, I think that covers everything. Let's jump into what we're talking about. Football, right? Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and Brandon Staley. Now, they lost. They lost this past week, and, and a lot has to do with a lot has to do. I guess you could say with um, a lot of the Charger receivers dropping in the football. The Justin Herbert had a, had a good game. But again, guys like even Keenan Allen was dropping passes. Uh, Quentin Johnson uh, had a chance to catch a pass that could have very well could have been a touch led to a touchdown, and Chargers could have won their game over the Packers. And to be honest with you, the Chargers defense was disappointing. Jordan Jordan Love got his first, I think it's believed, it was his first 300 yard game this past weekend. And again, guys like Watson, Dobbs, and Jalen Reed. look, look, you know, look pretty well against against the Chargers' defense. Now, the rule of football knows the Chargers have always had some of the most talented teams in the last few years, but for whatever reason, is the Chargers cannot... I'm trying to kind of word it. For whatever the reason is, the talent does not exceed the expectations. This team could be a 10-11 win team. When I mean, you take a look at the talent from the Justin Herberts of the world. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, even though Mike Williams is, is out for the rest of the year. You look at you got what? Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Asante Samuel, Derwin James, I mean, you look at the, look at the talent of this ball club. This team is talented from top to bottom, but for whatever reason, it cannot it cannot get out of its own way. The defense has been the biggest disappointment. For all the talent they on the defense, they can't win. Last year, they spent a lot of money getting out getting J C Jackson from you know away from the Patriots. They thought he was going to be that shutdown corner they're looking for, and J C was a huge disappointment. He was a he was a bust, and again, a lot of people say, "Well, maybe J.C. was part of that Patriots system that made him that good." Yeah, you know, that could be the case. here, But J.C. is a talented player, and for some whatever reason is, he did not succumb, I guess, to the you know to uh, Brandon Staley's defense. Now, we talk about the coach. Let's talk Brandon Staley. Now, Brandon Brandon kind of like Zach Taylor was in the right situation at the right time. Right after Sean McFay and they won their Super Bowl, everybody in the league wanted to jump on the coordinators. Hey, let's go jump on um, Zach Taylor. He gets the Bengals job. He gets off to a slow start. Then all of a sudden, here comes Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and things, things change around. You start getting talent and then Zach was like, he's the greatest coach since sliced bread or something like that, right? But again, I never thought Zach Taylor was a coach. I thought Zach had Talent. Now, Brandon Staley has that talent, like Zach Taylor. But for whatever reason is, at least Zach did get a team to the Super Bowl. But Zach has a hard time. But again, Brandon Staley has a hard time getting his team into the playoffs. Now, yes, they did make the playoffs last year, but you got to remember they were they were beating they were beating the pants off the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They were, and all of a sudden, the offense, for whatever reason. They took a foot off the gas, the defense played poorly, and they they lost. And that's all on Brandon Saleh. That's on him. Now, again, you know, again, the Chargers this offseason, they put, they signed Justin Erwer to a long-term contract. And they had to, right? Justin has been has been a very good quarterback since he's entered this league. So there's no denying that. Now, if you look beyond that Austin Eckler step, there was even talk to Eckler could have been traded. He was going to be traded. Now, Eckler's a free agent after this season, and i got a feeling that Eckler probably will be back with the Chargers. Now, I know they've got Joshua Kelly back, but Kelly is not the long-term answer. They drafted Isaac Spiller a couple of years ago, but he has not been the long-term answer. So to me, to me the Buffalo B, the Chargers are more likely drafted running back. If there's a running back out there that really reaches out to him, and if it is, but I got a feeling that going to be gone. If you look at the receiving core, Keenan Allen, the Keenan, do what thirty-two or thirty-three this year years old this coming season. And Keenan again continues to be amazing. He's been an amazing player for so many years for the Chargers, and he's one of the more underrated receivers in this game. Now Mike Williams, Mike Williams, Mike Williams can be an explosive player, but Mike's problem has been injuries. He's 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 been injured throughout his entire career. Now I always like Joshua Palmer as the number three receiver but now he is hurt as well. Now they got with a but again they've got again talent now they went out and they drafted Quentin Johnson. Now, now Quentin may very well go out and have a successful career but my opinion is when the Chargers made the draft they should have they should have got they had a chance to get Dalton Kincaid before the Buffalo Bills had him done. And to me, I think that would have been, that could have been the situation right there. That they should have gone ahead and got Dalton Kincaid. If they could have got Dalton Kincaid, I think Kincaid would have done a much better job would have would have been much better fit for Justin Irving than it would be for Wayne Johnson. Now, I know the Chargers for years have got that prototype. they got that six-foot-plus receiver. Yeah. That's the prototype charger receiver, but to me, a guy like Dalton Kincaid would have reminded me of what, Henry, what Hunter, what Henry did for the Chargers for so many years. Kincaid would have brought that to the Chargers. I think he would have been a better fit. And to me, that is the that's the front office's fault. That's Brandon Staley's fault. That's their fault. They should have. To me, that's what I would have done. Now, I could have seen Quentin Johnson end up in maybe Buffalo. You know, maybe Quinton could have been the guy to replace Gabe Davis as number two receiver to go along with Stephon Diggs. But again, that's, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? Now, for the last couple years, the Chargers have spent the draft trying to get offensive line out to protect Justin Erwin. And rightfully so. That's what the Bengals have done with Joe Burrow. They've gone out in free agency. They've dipped in the free agency an awful lot, you know, to protect their investment. And again, that's what the Chargers have done. Now, the Chargers. The Chargers have had have some ups and downs on the offensive line. But again, injuries have hurt that offensive line as well. Again, Alston Eckler. Now, Alston Eckler, has, he's had some ups and downs this year. The running game has not been as consistent as, as it has been in the past. Eckler is still a dangerous weapon as far as catching the football out of the back. He's a dangerous weapon. Now, again, the running game has been kind of mediocre at this year at best. To the point where it's put a lot more pressure on one Justin Herbert. Now, again, Justin has, at times, Justin has stepped up to the plate. Now, this past week, he stepped up to the plate. But the problem is, you can't help, yeah, but again, it's not Justin's fault that your receivers are dropping the football. I mean, you can't blame Justin for that. And the defense, the defense, for whatever reason is, the defense, I don't understand what is wrong with the defense. The talent is there. Now, Bosa, you have to wonder. Bosa's getting paid a lot of money, and you have to wonder. I mean, is it is Joey Bosa time? And with the Chargers, could he be over with? I mean, there was talk in the offseason about trading maybe Khalil Mack. Could that be a possibility? Could it be a possibility where we're going to blow, we're going to blow up the Chargers' defense? I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's something that the the LA the LA faithful are going to have to understand. Maybe they might have blow up the defense. Maybe Khalil has to go somewhere. Even though Khalil's having a good year, he has reached double-digit sacks, which is why they brought him in last season to do so. But again, Bosa. Bosa is still a talented player, but Bosa's had a history of injuries. That he's had a history of injuries. And to me, Bosa's still a talented player. But, again, Nick Bosa, his brother, has actually has surpassed him. Surpassed him. Now, again, my opinion is they've got a good good linebacker in Murray. Again, you still got Saulius Samuel. You got Derwin James, but the problem is, if you're the Chargers' brass, you've got to sit back. Now, I'm not saying there's not a possibility. There's still a possibility the Chargers could sneak in it back to the playoffs. It still exists, but to be honest with you, there's got to be a lot. I mean, to me, this team loses so many close ball games. It's not funny. There's something missing, and you you try to put your finger on it. And you think, okay, this is a problem. Let's plug that. No, maybe this is a problem. We need to plug that. And for the Chargers, I don't know. I mean, even when Anthony Lynn was there, they had again talent, but for whatever reason is, they could not pull it. They could not pull it. Pull it out. And the Chargers, for many, now the Chargers have reached the Super Bowl. That's when Stan Humphreys was a quarterback for many years ago. The Chargers have always had talent. On their roster they've always been a talented football team but for whatever reason it is uh, I can't explain it it doesn't yeah I mean for many years you had Marty Schottenheimer was a football coach for the Chargers and he did an outstanding job but for whatever reason Chargers did get to the playoffs but they couldn't get over the hump you had many different football coaches I mean I mean Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn had talented but Anthony Lynn could not pull it out and again, Staley, Brandon Staley, he has not been able to pull it out. Now, you can make, now, again, Staley, to me, and a lot of experts will probably, it, will, will say what I'm telling you. I never understood why they went out and got Brandon Staley. I never understood why Brandon Reed, Brandon, was not the ideal football coach. Now, to me, again, if I'm the Chargers brass, I, yeah, to me, you've got the talent. Brandon is, you know, to me, Brandon Staley has to go. He has to go. Now, I'll admit it, this past weekend, Brandon was not the one out there trying to catch passes. No, you're absolutely right about that. But Brandon's got to go. There's got to be somebody out there that can put their finger on this team and say, okay, let me push this button, let me push that button, and let's take it over the top. Let's be honest with you. The AFC West is a pretty tough division. I get it, the Raiders still in transition. Denver started off slow, but they picked it up. And the Chiefs, and the Chiefs still got the best record in the division. And heck, some people think they have it down here. But they still got the best record in the division. So, for the Chargers, I don't know what it is. And to be honest with the Chargers, are a more talented football teams than Raiders. You can make it hard, they're more talented than the Broncos. Heck, let's go a step further. They may be more talented than the Chiefs. But the problem is, don't know. And you start looking at football coaches, Sean Payton, I thought, would have been the perfect fit for the Chargers. Now, there's been a rumor going around, even, even that maybe that the, the New England Patriots would get rid of Bill Belichick, and maybe Belichick would go to the Chargers, and maybe he'd be the one that they could take the team over the top. Now, again, Belichick with the Chargers might not be as bad as you think it is, because let's put this away, you got talent there, right? Can you imagine Belichick going from Mac Jones to Justin Herbert? Now, I like Stevenson. He might not have Eckler. Now, the offensive line, if it's healthy, could be okay for the Chargers. But you go from from, you go from a a best receiving court to Keenan Allen, a healthy Mike Williams, maybe Joshua Palmer, Guyton, some others. Now, the tight end situation, maybe Bill could address having a drag, for maybe does that. Now, defense, with all that talent on the side of the football, what is Belichick's forte? Defense. You got Bosa. You got Mack. You got Murray. You got Derrick James. You got Asante Samuel. Maybe Belichick can get something out of that defense. But again, maybe, you know, again, Belichick's a defensive-minded coach. Stanley's a defensive-minded coach. But Belichick's got six rings. Yeah. Stanley's only got one. Belichick's a better coach than Randy Stanley. Again, it's a boss. I mean, yeah, I'll throw it out there, and I'm sure others are going to throw the same thing out there. And some, some have already done that. But again, this is something the Chargers have got. It's something the Chargers have got to sit down in the offseason and figure it out. Because again, you've got a, a you've got a good quarterback in Justin in Justin Herbert. Yeah, you don't want to waste you don't want to waste his best years. Again, you know, again, the Chargers are going to be going through a lot. Eckler, he might not be back. Keenan's going to be, what, 32, 33 years? I think 32 next season, I think. Again, you got Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a talented player. But, your Brown, do you, for the sake of argument, do you? Yeah, I mean, do you get tired of Mike Williams being hurt all the time and you get rid of him? I mean, yeah, and do you think that Quentin Johnson can make a huge leap to the point he could be your number two receiver and take over Mike Williams? Or do you think Quentin has a chance to be the number one receiver in the future? Because eventually Keenan Allen's going to retire at some point, right? I'm not saying they're retired right now, but again, these are questions that they, the Chargers have set out and answering in the whole season. And at the end, if you get rid of Brandon Stanley, can you find a football coach or do you go offensive minded coach? Now, one guy would be interested. What about Eric Benemi? There's a thought. We talked about him in the last episode with the commanders, but what if we bring him into the Chargers and let him work with Justin Erick? Now, can you imagine? herbert has got more talent than Sam Howell. Erick could be just as talented as Patrick Mahomes. I mean, do you, do you go in that direction? But again, for the Chargers, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's hard to figure out what is wrong with the Chargers. Why can they not get over the hump? Yeah, what was yeah, the meltdown in the playoffs last year? What is the Chargers' issue? What what can be done to make this team, to take it over the top, to make this team a, a, a team that is you know, consistent in getting the playoffs? Obviously, you've got the quarterback situation right. That's the most important thing. Your offensive line has been improving because you're drafting offensive linemen to protect Justin Herbert you had got a running back in Austin Eckler, you got a running back in Austin Eckler. The one thing about the Chargers is they always seem to find a running back somewhere. You had a like Damon Thomason for many years. Melvin Gordon came in and had about two or three good years for you. Then you had Austin Eckler back and know Melvin Gordon. He has played well. So to me, the Chargers always seem to find some type of running back that can accept. Hey, many, many years ago, you had a guy by the name of, and people will learn this game, remember what Natron means? Former... Tar I mean, Nate had a couple of good years for the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, they always seem to find that running back. So to me, I don't think that's the situation. You've got a guy like Keenan Allen. I mean, the receiver, you've got a talent at wide receiver. But can't sit healthy. That's the, that's the situation, too. The biggest thing is, and I've said this, we've already said this, to me, I love seeing them get Dalton Cade and not Quentin Johnson. But again, I get it. I get it. Maybe for the... From the perspective, says because Mike Williams has strip injuries again. Keenan Allen is not getting any younger, so you have to you have to look towards the future. And I can kind of understand that you're looking towards the future with Quentin Johnson. But I'll be honest with you: to me, if you want to win, if you want to have the win all at all that too, like right now, Kincaid would have been a better answer than Quentin Johnson. Now, again, they 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 do draft, they do draft. They do draft defense every single year. They seem to find a defensive player here, a defensive player there. But for whatever reason, this defense has not gelled. And again, that's something where where Brandon Stanley has his own system. And that system has failed the Chargers since he's got there. So to me, this gets to be a point where Brandon needs to go. You need to bring in, now if you brought in, let's say a Bill Belichick. Let's say you brought in a Bill Belichick for the sake of argument. Bill can make Bill can make the Chargers defense better. He can make it better. But if you don't get in Belichick, you need to find a defensive a defensive coach. Now, can you take a look at the job that Jim Schwartz done the Cleveland Browns? To me, that's something the that Chargers need. They need to find that defensive coordinator that can take that can help put this bunch over the top. Now. Again, if you look at the Chargers in this year, in this coming up draft, again, defense, they'll probably they'll probably go back to defense on the ball. I would like to see them get a tight end. Yeah, a tight end. But again, the Chargers, I don't get the Chargers are not that, it's, it's hard to understand, but the Chargers are not that far off you know, from winning this division. They're not. It's just whatever reason it is, talent, this is the talent, has not stepped up. You now again, like I said, the Chiefs, in some people's by my eyes, the Chiefs are maybe having an off year, but they're still the top, they're still tops in the division. The Broncos, they've improved. They showed off slow, but they've improved. I mean, heck, even the Raiders have made some improvements since Aaron Pierce has took over. But the Chargers, with all that talent, they seem to keep sliding and sliding and sliding. Now, whether you want to call it some type of hangover from last year's playoff debacle. I, uh, you know, maybe so. Maybe it does play on the conscience of your team. But to me, something's got to be done because if you're if you're a Los Angeles Chargers fan, yeah, something's got to be done. And I'm sure you know. Again, what was it? What did Rex Ryan say that Brandon still deserves to be a division three football coach or something? Something. Something along those lines. Now, again, Brandon could be a deep, uh, still could be a quality defensive coordinator in this league. But the thing is, I don't think Brandon is not is not head football coach material. And I've always felt that him and Zach Taylor were kind of overrated because they come under the Sean McVay learning tree. And that's like with Bill Parcells. Anybody's on a Bill Parcells learning tree, thinks they could bet they're going to be a Hall of Fame football coach. And they're not. And again, that's what happened with Sean Faye. He had Brandon Staley, he had Zach Taylor, and everybody wanted to jump on the coordinators. Looks like you take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Graham was a good defensive coordinator for the Eagles. He gets a job. Stinson. Stenson. From you know the Colts. He was an offensive coordinator. He steps in. He gets yeah. He gets the uh, Colts job because of, of, what of what they did Now, what they did. Now, Stenson has had some ups and downs in the Colts. Now Graham, of course Graham has struggled, but now he's got Colin Murray yeah, back on the football field, and the offense does look better under Colin Murray's too. I want mean, Colin Murray back out there. It does look better. But again, that's that's the thing when you have success. When you have success on a certain football team, then people are gonna look at your coordinators. And to me, I think Brainsdale became a I think was kind of overrated. Now if the Chargers were to move on from Brandon Stanley, like I said, Belichick may pops up. Maybe Eric Bennity. Do you want to go? Do you do you bring in Belichick, who is yeah, who you have to wonder how much longer he wants to be coaching in the NFL. Belichick feels he can still keep going. But again, that's the situation the Patriots will have to ask themselves. Because again, the Patriots have become one of the worst teams in the league. And they've had all kinds of issues. But if you Belichick, you look at the team on the the talent Chargers have, it's something that you might look at and say, you know, if I go to Rob McGrath, you know what? I'm up out of here. Then maybe Chargers take a chance on Belichick that he can still work his magic. Because, again, like I said, the offense is kind of there. I mean, again, you have to wonder if Ekler's coming back next year. He's a free agent. But again, talent. It's just talent upon talent on that team. And I don't get it as to why this team cannot, yeah, cannot, you know, step up its game. For whatever reason, they can't. Something's always holding charges back. They always shoot themselves in the foot. The talent is always there. But who, but when, when is this talent going to, when is this talent going to step up? Yeah, when is it going to step up? When is it going to say, you know what, enough's enough. We've got to go ahead and get the job done. And to me, again, the Chargers have one of the more talented teams in the AFC, but whatever it is, can't do it. And again, Brandon Staley, it's going, keep, it's going to keep getting bashed by the media until he can prove that he can prove he's got to be able to turn this team around. If he can't turn this team around, then, yeah, then the fans, the media, They're going to continue this avalanche effect to the point where Brandon is going to be gone at the end of the year. Now, I don't think it would hurt Justin Herbert's development. No, it's not going to. It might hurt the defense side of the ball. It's going to hurt Justin Herbert and the offense side of the ball. But again, for the Chargers, you're getting to the point in time now where it's time to either put up or shut up. Because if you can't do that, because again, there's going to come a point in time where, again, Justin Ertz will be wasting his best years. His, his his best weapon is not getting old younger. You don't know, wonder. Are you going tired of Mike Williams getting hurt all the time? You're getting him up out of here. Again, Eckler, he's gonna go gone next year. And do you keep Bosa? Do you want to keep Mack around? Uh, again, those are the questions that the charges I've got to answer. I've got to answer. A lot of questions the charges answer. But again, you gotta deliver. Staley's not the man. To me, Staley's not the guy for the job. And then again, Who's going to be the man for the job? Who is going to get it? Who is going to tap into the Chargers and, and pull that talent out of them to the point where they can be one of the better teams in the NFL? I don't know. But again, names are going to be floating around from here until the beginning of next season or during the offseason. But the thing is, the Chargers have got the talent. And like I said, guys, prove it. Go out there and be the talent. I get it to the point. Now I get it. Injuries. Injuries to the offensive line, you got injuries, yeah. I mean injuries. I mean Eckler got hurt. Mike Williamson's hurt again. Joshua Palmer's hurt, You're number three receiver. Again, injuries. I get it. Injuries are part of the NFL. Part of any football team. But again, it's but again, even when these guys were healthy, you still not getting that potential. So for the Chargers, for so the Chargers moving forward. You got to, Brandon Staley's got to deep dig deep down and pull that talent out of that team and get them to the play much better football because if they can't, if they can't, somebody else is going to end up the job. know the job next year, and again, the Chargers for all the talent in the world, they may tear that team apart, and that could be wasting a guy like Justin Herbert, a young man like Justin Herbert. They could be wasting his. And he could be like the next. To me, Justin could be like the next. Dan Fouts, All that talent with the San Diego Chargers for many, many years. But the Chargers could not take it over the top. And when yeah, you know, when the AFC championship didn't get to the Super Bowl. So for the Chargers, all those years of talent, there has to come a time where you gotta put your foot down and say, Enough's enough. We've got the talent. Let's go out there and prove to the NFL that we are we are. Not only the one of the talentedest teams in the league, we are going to improve the team, this league, while we're going to one of the best teams in this league. And for golly Justin Herbert, I hope that Justin Herbert doesn't end up, you know, how can I say it? I hope Justin doesn't end up having a career like a Dan Fallon's with no Super Bowl rings. Now let's talk about the team that's actually in their own division. And that would be the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, last night, the Chiefs, you can make an argument, the Chiefs didn't play the best football in the world. Now, again, now to be honest with you, defensively, Kansas City did an outstanding job last night. Jalen Runn had 150 yards last night. A.J. Brown did not kill him. Now, the, again, the Eagles did a pretty decent job running the football. But the Chiefs did an outstanding job defensively, and again, if they can play good defense, you know Patrick Mahomes can find a way to to pull it in, to pull the game out, and he almost did last night. But the thing with that was, is the receivers dropped a lot of passes, a lot of passes, which seems to be a recurring theme here, and at least in this episode, that they could not win. They couldn't for some reason they couldn't win because a lot because Receivers dropping football. Now, uh, the one thing I say to Kansas is, is Kansas does have some young receivers, yes. But again, again, the problem is, is they don't have that number one receiver. They don't have the Hill they had a couple of years ago. Now, to me, I thought that was going to be an issue last year. But it wasn't an issue. They won the championship. They won the Super Bowl. Now, you have Travis Kelsey, but you figured teams by now realize that we need to take Travis Kelsey out of the game and let and and let and let these receivers beat us. And to me, I think that's what the Eagles did last night. They took Kelsey more so out of the game. And they figured, okay, well, let's see if Mahomes, his, his receivers can, beat us. And they could not do so. Now, and to me, with Kansas City, this was a big issue for them. They didn't have a number one receiver. And you've got to have a number one receiver. That, to me, is something that kind of bothers my mind about Kansas City. Now, when DeAndre Hopkins was out there, I'm surprised the Chiefs didn't bring in DeAndre Hopkins, sign DeAndre Hopkins, because at least Hopkins would have been better than what they've had. And he could have been a number one receiver. He would have taken the pressure off of Travis Kelsey. But that was the one thing that Chiefs, I did not understand, is why they did not do so. And experts had said that not having a number one receiver Let's go come back to eventually, some, at some point in time, bite the Chiefs in the butt. Last night, it bit them in the butt. Again, I know you got Kelsey, but I guarantee you, if DeAndre Hopkins is out there, Hopkins could have made a difference for them. But they don't have that number one receiver. And yes, they do miss Tyreek Hill. As much as the Chiefs might not admit it, they do miss Tyreek Hill. Now, Travis Kelsey, you can make the argument maybe the best tight end in the history of this game. If you want to make the argument, certainly do so. But Travis Kelsey can't do it all himself. And we always talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the need of a running game. Well, it appears they have it. They seem to have found the running back in Isaac Pachenko. And Machenko actually has played well this year. So they have, they seem to have found some songs some of a running game. But the problem is they don't have that number one receiver. And you need another receiver. You need someone else to step up. Because, again, teams, teams are going to take Kelsey out the game. And someone else has got to step up. And that's the problem. They don't have someone to step up. Now, for years, we always, the funny thing is, for years, we talked about the Chiefs and how bad their defense really was that Patrick Mahomes had to overcome that bad defense. Well, now, I know it sounds crazy. I know this sounds crazy, but it appears the Pierce Chiefs seem to have found some of the defense and now the defense is carrying the offense. <laughs> and that's crazy to say. Now, again, Patrick, now, if you really think about it, Patrick Mahomes is now the has not really lit the world on fire this year. If you really think about it. I mean Patrick Patrick has been as Patrick has played has played fairly well. But he hasn't played Patrick Mahomes level. And the biggest reason is because they don't have that number one receiver. That's a big issue. And again, I mean the ranking has been has been has been a little bit better. And again, if we set it forth the Chiefs, the Chiefs actually played pretty good defense this year. And the thing is, it's the defense that is carrying the offense, which is, like I said, it's unheard of. But that is what that is. That is what's happening right now. Now I know that the, I mean I know now to give Patrick Mahomes credit again. they 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 have said that you know that Patrick will keep throwing the football, and that's not a surprise. I expect Patrick to say something like that. But probably him and Andy Reid company have got to sit back and bang their heads on the wall and saying what can we do to make this unit better? And I don't think you can make this unit any better. Again, that's a mistake that was made on yeah, on the parts, on the Kansas City's part, by not getting that number one receiver. And that's a mistake that they made. That's a mistake that should have thought of. And again, you know, call it maybe an ego, if you will, because you figured last year, okay, we're on a suit ball. We want it without Tyree Hill. But the problem is, you, you need a number one receiver. You can't do it every single year. If you look at the teams around this league, a lot of teams that make playoffs have that number one receiver. I mean, if Vikings made playoffs last year with what? Justin Jefferson. A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. Dallas had C.D. Lamb. I mean, the Bengals had, what, Jamar Chase? I mean, we can go on and on about teams that make playoffs. And... I mean, wells. they had Keenan Allen. I mean, you had that number one receiver. You need a number one receiver. And that's, that's something that, to me, that's something the that Chiefs for office should apologize to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid for not getting that number one receiver. That's something that they need to do. Now, the brass, maybe Andy Reid himself, thinking, you know, we can do this. We've done it without Tyree Hill. We can do it again. And again, that was a mistake on their part. Now again, the defense, which has been a problem spot for the last couple the last few years, has actually been pretty good this year. So now, now it's the offense That's crazy. As, as weird as it sounds, and I know it sounds weird coming from Kansas City, but now the offense needs to step up. But again, you know, again, I get it that you're gonna to have to live and die with what you got at wide receiver right now. And it's not that good. And you can't have these guys keep dropping passes over and over and over again because it's going to come back to bite you in the butt like you did last night. And somebody's got to step up. I don't care if it's Scott Moore. I don't care if it's Rice, Mark Isabel, Scanlon. Somebody has got to step up. Somebody's got to be another option. Instead of of Travis, Travis Kelsey this, Travis Kelsey that. I mean, let's keep playing on selling, uh, signing a, a table of Swift and she's going to be the new number one receiver. I don't think that's going to happen, but something, something's got to be done for the Chiefs. Now, would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs won the division. That doesn't surprise me. And to be honest with you, if you look at it, take a look at the Raiders. They got Devontae Adams, right? Now, granted, you make an argument that Devontae doesn't You can make an argument the Raiders don't want have, again, the Raiders don't have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I mean heck the Chargers have got Keenan Allen, heck, I mean the Broncos have got it. at least Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, they can y- use them, but again, this is something, again, this is something that I have a hunch was going to come back to bite them in the butt. Now, again, I don't know, again, they, the Chiefs could very well win this division, still may win this division, hands down, Now, but I'm interested to see if they get to the playoffs. How this is, yeah, how, yeah, how not having a normal receiver is going to affect him. Now, it did affect him last year, but I got a feeling it's going to end up affecting him this year. It's going to affect him. If somebody does not step up, or two people step up, they're not, they're not, yeah, the Chiefs are going to miss the Super Bowl. Now, you're trying to say, well, John, who's going to beat him? You look at Miami. Miami's got a target killing Jalen Waddell. At least they got two quality, two good players. Buffalo, at least Buffalo's got Stephon Diggs. I give them that. Now, you can make an argument for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, some people can make an argument that maybe Odell Beckham, but Odell's not the same guy he was years ago. So, if you think about it, is it's hard for me to say the Ravens have a number one receiver. But again, their defense has played well. But the Ravens, you can make an argument the Ravens know they don't have that legitimate number one receiver. But again, they do have Odell if he if he can stay healthy and play like into this past week. Now granted Mark Andrews is out maybe for the year, maybe, maybe not. But again, guys like Beckham. Now Zay Flowers, who has been a very has been a pleasant surprise for the um for the Ravens. But again, if you look I mean again, you look around, you know, Cleveland, at least Cleveland's got Omari e. Cooper. Um If you look at it, of course, the Bengals, they've got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Higgins is healthy. You know, but then you have teams that have number one receivers. And again, I'm interested to see overall what this is going to do for the Chiefs moving forward. This team is going to need a number one receiver because if they get into the playoffs, like I said, people are going to key key up on Travis Kelsey and they're going to make somebody else beat them other than Travis Kelsey. And that is going to be the Chiefs' downfall. And she's been very one to make the Super Bowl this year. They may not make the Super Bowl because of that mistake they made. Yes, you still got Patrick Owners, you still got Travis Kelsey, and you still got Andy Reid, and your defense has improved tremendously. But the number one receiver is a big issue. Again, again, it came like they came back to bite you the butt last night because people were dropping the ball. And again, that's something, that's something that has to be cleaned up. Now, again, people made the argument that maybe Eric Goodenny would have been harder on these young receivers, and Matt Nagy is not that type of, not type of football coach now. And that's probably true. But again, Matt Nagy's not the one out there trying to catch passes and dropping balls. That's not Matt Nagy. Some may say, well, maybe the offense has took a step back because Eric is not there. Again, you can make that. It's a pretty good case to make because it is kind of the truth. But again, Matt Nagy's not catching passes either. And Matt Nagy knows this system. He's been in this system before. He was trying to run the system under the Chicago Bears. But again, you go from Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. That's like comparing apples to oranges, right? But again, yes, and yes, Eric would probably have held this team accountable. But they were, he was having issues with the um, the commanders in, in trading camp because he was hard on the offense for not executing the plays. And yes, if he was still the Chiefs, he would have been on these young receivers. Absolutely, he would have been on these young receivers. But again, what's going on to buy in the butt is simply put, they do not have a number one receiver. And that's something that they need to, they're not going to get it at this time of year, and this is what's going to hold them, and this is what's going to cost them the playoff game, maybe an AFC Championship game, heck, if they even reach the Super Bowl, it's going to cost them a Super Bowl. And again, Mark Awards, this is going to come back to bite them in the butt. They had a chance to get to 100 Hopkins, but they didn't pursue it. It's a mistake on the Chiefs' part, a mistake on the brass, a mistake that the Chiefs' staff don't really make that often. But this is the one time that they made a mistake to not get a number one receiver. Again, I know they got Tyreek Hill because they want to make Tyreek Hill 30 million a year for receiver. Again, this is a decision, right? But I guarantee you, I guarantee you my only wish he had Tyreek Hill now than the, than the, than the uh, four receivers that he has right now. Now, let's talk about the New York Giants. Now, we talked about the Jets Now last episode, but the Giants appear to be worse off than the Jets. And again, you talk about quarterback play with Zach Wilson, well, Daniel Jones was supposed to, when they gave Daniel Jones, had a career year last year, and he gave him all this money. And a lot of experts, including myself, believed that that was a, a poor decision by the brass. Now, Brian Drabel did an outstanding job last year with Daniel Jones. He even made Brian Drabel the coach of the year last year in the NFL. But this year, times have changed. Daniel Jones has degressed. And Again, this is not a surprise. Daniel has not done nothing in the NFL until last season. To me, and I've even went on this podcast so that they could have had, they could have made Taylor-Rod Taylor the, yeah, the starting quarterback, and I think they could have got as much as Taylor-Rod this year than they got Daniel Jones. Now, granted, Taylor is hurt right now, but in two games that Taylor started, they didn't play that bad. Heck, Darren Waller played better under Taylor than he did under Daniels. Dagner Jones. And I can't think about it. the thing again. We just talked about the Chiefs and number one receiver. Who, are the, who, is the, who is the Giants legitimate number one receiver? Again, I got like Hawkins would have been a nice little fit. But then again, they didn't have the quarterback really, if you think about it. But again, and Barkley again, this team had issues with Barkley They couldn't be Barkley We thought was going to do a long extensive holdout, but they got Barkley to come back in. They gave him a little bit of a pay raise. But Barkton's only got a one-year deal. Now, Barkley wants to be a giant for the rest of his life. One minute, the next minute it's like, well, you know what? I don't know if I want to be here or not. And again, the Giants have degressed. Again, there's not a number one receiver. The offensive line has kind of digressed a little bit. Grant has had some injuries to it, I understand that. But again, it is has Daniel Jones has kind of digressed. The defense, the defense has kind of played okay last year. But that's the rest. The whole team has has kind of faded. Now, the funny thing is, wasn't it like, like I think it was Mara came out and told, I believe I told um, Drabel that, hey, don't get a swole swole head because of the success you had last year. Now, I don't think Drabel had a a swollen head for the success he had last year. But let's be honest with you. Again, he had a lot, I think a lot more players in his team were healthier last year. Barkley was healthy for a full year last year, right? They didn't have a number one receiver, but he figured it out, but he figured it out, but he figured it out last year. And he made Daniel Jones a much better quarterback. But I did a great job. But the bottom line is, the Giants do not have the talent. Let's say they had Buffalo, right? Again, he might have a better running back. I'm not going to argue that point of view with you. And as he did have a Stephon Diggs, whereas the Giants don't have that type of player. Now, I thought getting Darren Waller was an excellent pick on the Giants, that he would be, he would be Daniel Jones' safety valve. Now, for whatever reason it was, I don't think Daniel and, Daniel and Waller would get on the same page, but once Taylor came in, Taylor and Waller played well. Now, both of yeah, Jones is probably done for the year, Taylor may come back. Then he, he even got a Thurston quarterback, Tommy DeVito, yeah is their third-string quarterback. And again, he bombed against the Cowboys. He bombed his first two games. And he did play. He played a lot better last week against the commanders. And that's the guy that may probably be the quarterback moving forward for the rest of the year. But for the Giants, the biggest mistake they made was give Dan Jones all uh, that money. Mm-hmm. To me, you could have put some of that money maybe in more offensive line help. Maybe give some money to Barkley. Even though Barkley's history of injuries. But again, Barkley is the offense, it's not Daniel Jones, it never was Daniel Jones, and people know that in this league, that that Barkley is is the main weapon, he is the offense, and if Barkley goes, yeah, so goes the Giants. Now the Giants, the Giants to me, kind of played out of their minds last year, let's be honest with you, they played out of their minds last year, and now reality has kind of settled back in on the Giants. Now the Giants have proven they're, they're a long ways, a long ways off, they're not on the same level deals the Eagles. They're not on the same level of the Cowboys in this division. I mean, to me, you can make an argument that the Commanders might have more talent than the Giants. To me, Sam Howell looks better than Daniel Jones did. And to me, the Commanders have a better receiving corps than the Giants do. Now, I'll take Darren Waller, a healthy Darren Waller, over Lori Thomas. Now, if the Giants' offensive line is healthy, it's better than, than the Commanders' offensive line. Absolutely defensively Neither defense have looked at world on fire. Now again, the Commanders had more talent on the defensive It may run the defensive line, but now two of the fourth of those guys are gone because of trades. So again to me, the Giants The Giants played out of their minds last year so much so that yes, they did make the playoffs And yes, it did pull an up upset over the Minnesota Vikings, which the Vikings should have really pounded the Giants but for whatever reason is it didn't happen like that. But moving forward, to me the mistake was made by the by the when they got, when they gave Dan Jones all that money and I never understood it. They could have used that money elsewhere. They could use that they could use some of that money to get an actual number one receiver. They could have used some money to maybe get an extra offensive lineman. Maybe using that money to get Barkley back in there, or maybe a little bit of help on defense. They could use a little that they could use that money somewhere else. To me they could have told Dan Jones, hey Daniel. You had a good year last year, but we don't think you can do it again. So, we believe you should take your talents somewhere else. And we've got Taylor who knows his system. Has been in Brian Drabel's system, yeah, before. He knows his system. We'll let Taylor be our quarterback. And a push comes to shove, we might have to draft the quarterback, maybe for the future. For the future. And we'll take our chances. We'll take our chances on this guy in the future. we got Taylor. We think we can get by with Taylor. If the offensive line stays healthy, we, we can be okay with that. We got Barclays back. We'll take a chance on him. We'll get Terrod Taylor, Taylor. We could have gone ahead and spent some money on maybe Hopkins. You could have had a Hopkins, a Barclay. Maybe you got bad of Terrod. You still make the trade and you get Waller. Okay, now we're cooking on something. We're cooking on we're cooking on something. But again, that's the mistake that they, that the Giants made. This is one of those domino effects down effect was you paid Daniel Jones all that money and that's now to come back to bite you in the butt, not only now, but in the future. Now we're gonna assume Daniel will be back next season. And I think Taylor's on a one year Taylor is gonna be gone. So now unless you unless DeVille becomes the number two backup, who knows? For all we know, the Giants can play bad ball, the Giants can be in a position to maybe where they consider drafting a quarterback. And again, and again, Daniel Jones is—you don't know what you can What can you do with Daniel Jones' contract? And again, that's something that the Giants are going to have to eat. And again, let's be honest with you: yes, there's somebody like to actually take a chance, chance on Daniel Jones because he's a starter. He's got NFL experience. Somebody will take a chance on him. Maybe, maybe that's a starter, but he can certainly back up somewhere for somebody. But again, this is the mistake that the Giants made. They gave Daniel Dana all this money, and what it has done, and what it has done for the Giants. It's going to set them back probably another, who knows, another couple of years or so. And again, that, my friends, this is not. And to me, Brian Drabel did an outstanding job last year coaching up this team. And again, Brian can do it again. But for Brian, the mistake the mistake was made is that he made Daniel Jones look too good last year to the point where they gave him, where the Giants gave him this bad contract, and he disappointed. And again, that, my friends, like I said before, is going to set the Giants back probably another couple, a uh, few more years. And again, that's a sorry, that's a sad point for the New York, fit, for the New York faithful. Now we're talking about the best team in the NFC. Now, some people even went to the point where some people were thinking the Detroit Lions were the best team in the NFC. Now, right now, I would still say that the Philadelphia Eagles, after last night's game. They're 9-1. They are the best team. To me, I think the 49ers are probably number two because even though they did have a stretch of losing three in a row, but Detroit... Now, Detroit is certainly the best team in their own division. There's not really an argument about that, but they are not, they're not. It's still not the best team in the NFC. Now, a lot of pressure is put on them this year to win their division, and they've actually done that. They're actually doing that and may very well do so. Again, the running game has been extremely Montgomery gives Hebbett a good one two punch. Brown has been one of the top receivers in this game. Jared Goff has now has turned the corner. There was a point in time where Dan well, I think Dan Campbell didn't want Goff around. Now Goff. and you know, granted granted Goff threw three picks this past weekend against the Chicago Bears. Defensively, the defense was horrible the last couple of years and they've tried to make change the corner, turn the corner defensively. Now They've been an okay unit this year, better than they have been in the past, but it's still not there. And yes, they've had some of the injuries to the defense, especially in the secondary. But I know people, I know Detroit, the Detroit fans are ecstatic. They're jumping up and down because actually you can talk playoffs because right now Detroit will probably make the playoffs. My guess is they win the division. The question mark is, how far can they get? It's going to be a huge question. And again, off. again, the thing about this would be is this. Offensively, the running game is fine. It's a good offensive line. And you've got to, you've got a number one receiver. You've got some young players, some veterans mixed into that receiving core. The biggest problem is would be Jared Goff. What Jared Goff are you going to get? Are you going to get the Jared Goff are you going to throw for three touchdowns? Or you going to get the Jared Goth up going to throw for three interceptions. And another issue is can the defense actually come together? Because there's defenses, you know, because to me the 49ers have a better defense. You can make an argument the Eagles maybe have a better overall defense than them. And they're the top two teams in this division in this in this conference. Detroit right now may be the third best. And to me they still are the third best. Because of because I'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Goff. Now, to me, you could make the case of going back and forth between Brock Purdy or Jared Goff. Now, again, if you want to continue to continue to look. I mean, what if the Seattle Seahawks make the playoffs? You have, to go, you have to go get Geno Smith. Now, you can make an argument with Golf. Maybe he's better than Geno. That could be a pretty fair argument to make and a fair assumption to make. But the biggest thing with them is, what Jared Goff are you going to get? And can the defense, yeah, pull it together? The answer to that question is, I don't think the defense can pull it together because if they got to play that might like the Philadelphia Eagles or a potent offense like the 49ers or, heck, I'll cough when I say this. Uh, uh, even the Dallas Cowboys have a, a little bit of a silence in the offense. But again, I think that's where the problem is going to. That's where the problem is going to come in. And again, again, I have to wonder, can that defense stop a quality offense? Now, the answer to that question is I don't really think they can. Again, yes, they'll win their division. But to me, I don't think they pass the 49ers. They're not going to get past the Eagles. And that's just, that's the truth. That I speak the truth. That's just not going to happen. It's not. Until, yeah, again, golf. Can golf, and we get to golf with those three touchdowns and week? Three touchdowns? Or you will to get to golf with those three interceptions? Those are two things that are moving forward, to the Detroit Lions are going to have to answer. Can they? Yeah. But for right now, I don't see them getting past Philadelphia. They're not getting past the 49ers. You start looking, can it get past Dallas? There's a possibility, yes, they can get past Dallas. I'm not denying that it can not get past Dallas. But I still might give Dallas just the smallest of edge. Not by much, but the smallest of edge. And again, Dallas has a defense. See, the thing is, Dallas has a defense, a much better defense. And I think that's where we carry the Dallas over Detroit, is the defense. We are we carry them over the top. Again, it's going to be interesting to, see, interesting to see what the Lions are going to do moving forward. How will they, yeah, if they win the division, are they going to be that dangerous in the playoffs? They can be a dangerous team in the playoffs, but again, defensively is going to be their biggest issue. And, can, and what Jared Goff are, are you going to get are the two issues with the Detroit Lions. So to me, could they win a playoff game? Yes, they could win a playoff game. It depends on the team they're playing. But again, to go up against guys like the Eagles, the four-downers, they're not there yet. Now, Dan Campbell's done an outstanding job with this football team. Heck, Dan may want to be coach of the year this year. For all, you know, for all I know, he could be the coach of the year, and should be getting own votes for being coach of the year for the job he's done with the Detroit Lions. Heck, but again, to me, right now, Detroit is not the best team in the NFC. They may be the third best team, if you will make an argument. Now, I know Dallas fans might say they're the fourth-best team because some might pick Dallas third Detroit fourth. And that could be an argument to be made. But for Detroit, they're not the best team in the NFC. I'd give maybe maybe third or fourth-best team in the NFC. Can they win a playoff game? Yes. But again, their defense is what's going to hold them back, and maybe Jared Goff holds them back. But again, for Detroit fans, playoff is possible. It's on the horizon. But you're not the best team in the NFC. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and Please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.